How's it going? I'm good. How are you? Awesome. I'm on the phone right now with Mike Shinoda. Thank you so much for talking to me today. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Um, now, this year in June, you dropped Post Traumatic, your solo debut album. I just kind of want you to start by talking a little bit about how this journey has been so far as a solo artist. Yeah, it's been crazy. I mean, you know, for me, um, it started in a really dark place, obviously, with Chester passing away. And then I, at, at first I was anxious about, you know, in the first steps, it was like, ah, I'm not, you know, I can't do music anymore. I can't get out in front of people. I can't get on stage. I can't do all these things. Um, but truth be told, I grew up, you know, music has always been part of my livelihood. That's like what I do all the time, every day, you know, for, for years and years and years. So eventually I knew I had to get over this like anxiety about getting in the studio and and playing, just playing music. And I did some, you know, I sat down, I have a little studio in my house and I'm at the same place we've, we've written and recorded a lot of songs that you guys know. And, um, I, I, I did some, you know, I'd come in and just jam for a few minutes and then leave. And then the next day I came in and a little bit more and a little more. And eventually those jams turned into songs and the songs turned into post-traumatic. Post-traumatic is like basically like it starts off in a really, you know, dark place because it, 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 it's really just a diary. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. So in the beginning it was all about, you know, looking backwards at what had happened. And then in the, at a certain point it started looking forward at like, okay, well, I've dealt with that, like, or at least I've, I've made songs about that. I know I don't want to make more of that song. Where, where am I going? Like, what am I doing? And there started to be a sense of hope and a start of, like a sense of purpose. And um, so, so yeah, so if you listen to the record, 16 songs, a lot of songs, and um, at, a, at probably about the middle point, it starts looking towards the future in, the, in, in, a, in a more hopeful kind of way. And, and that's where, you know, I think the name post-traumatic came from. It's about, about the post part. Right. And that's a, it's kind of something that a lot of people uh, deal with and relate to. And I think that that's what makes this album so special. I mean, we see it a lot with our fans. I mean, through the whole, through everything, they have reached out to us and, and you have a great fan base, very interactive. I absolutely love seeing some of the stuff that happens at your shows and make it up as I go. When you dropped that music video, I like the way you kind of promoted it by sending out all the papers and the fans had to put them together. Um, going on tour with this album, we had a, we had a poster, uh, we had a poster of, uh, of, for the, the song. And we actually took a one, one copy of that poster, ripped it up into pieces and mailed all the pieces out to the fans. So they had to basically work together online to assemble it. And the last piece of the puzzle was actually, uh, Kay Flay had the last piece of the puzzle and that piece had a QR code with the video. Um, and she gave that to the fans on the last day. It's really cool. I love it. And um, how did you end up working with Kay Flay? I've known her for a couple of years. I mean, we just, you know, have kept in touch. And this is a song that we had started playing around with and, and never really finished. And, uh, you know, it became like a central, make it up as I go, is a central theme of everything right now for me. I mean, it's like, you know, I don't know where the future, what the future holds or where things might take me, but it's about the journey, not the destination at this point. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying um, making music again, being on tour, um, and especially more than anything, the connection with the fans and, and each show has proved to be so, so special. Like it's not, it's not a, um, they're not concerts, you know, they're, it's like I play some Linkin Park songs and Fort Minor songs and solo songs, but 
The shows are inspiring. They're cathartic. They're fun. Um, and there's these moments of tribute for sure where, you know, if you, some fans have some, you know, really uh, powerful emotions that they, they want to sing out or they want to cry or they want to do what they're going to do. And that's welcome at the show, too. So it's a very, I mean, it's a, a dynamic show. It's, I've told people I don't have a problem telling them if you missed this show, you totally missed out. Like it may, something like this doesn't come around very often. And it's not because of me. I'm just a facilitator or I'm just like you know, directing traffic. Like it's all the fans are bringing all that energy. And there's such a collective, I'm sure, release of feelings for everyone. Uh, just being around you, hearing your music. Has there been a favorite moment for you on this tour so far, playing the newer songs, playing the older songs? There's so many. Um, well, one thing that I do each, each show, I do have a moment uh, where I talk to the crowd a little bit and then play. Uh, I've always done in the end as a, like I always ask the crowd, even for, for 10 years, I've asked them to sing Chester's part on that song. So we do it that way still. And uh, me and the crowd, it's just piano, my vocals and them. And, there are some nights when I do that, and um, like there was one night where I knew the crowd just really wanted to hear more Linkin Park stuff. So then we played, then I played uh, Heavy, then I played Burn It Down, then I played Numb. And then it felt like, okay, now they've got, they're like, that was a good amount for them. Mm-hmm. And other crowds, other crowds, it's, you know, I do the one, I just do in the end, and then they're like, yeah, and you can tell they're ready to just move on to like higher energy stuff. And so then we go back into some, you know, more with the whole, you know, I've got two other guys on stage, a drummer and a, and a guitarist, keyboardist. So then we just bring, you know, bring those guys back out and we rock on. But I've had a couple, there was like one show in particular that was really interesting. Um, we had, uh, it was in China and, you know, I, I finished the set, got, I left the venue and then 15 minutes later, they were texting me saying that the crowd was still in the venue singing the songs. Oh, wow. Like they were just there still singing. And I was like, oh no, do they, Want an, think they're going to get another encore or something? Like, what's going on? Like, no, no, no. They, they, they know that you guys have left. Um, they just want to stay and be together and sing. And I was the, like, the vibe was just positive. It wasn't like they weren't chanting or whatever. They're just singing together. And then I said, okay. And then 15 minutes after that, he, he texts me again, Jim, our stage manager, and uh, he goes, you're still here, and the gear, now we're, now we're breaking down the gear and the lights and everything and getting ready to shut the venue down, just FYI. And yet, 15 minutes later, so now we're 45 minutes after the show is oh over. Oh, my gosh. They're still in there. The, the gear is gone. The crew is gone. The lights are out. The music's off. Everything's done. And the, basically, the venue is like, we need to get these fans out of here, you guys. We gotta, I got a wife. I got to get home. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, we were like, okay, okay. So... They basically, it, it was in China, so the guy from the venue comes out and tells them on stage, basically, um, in Chinese, thank you guys so much, you've been amazing. Um, we know this is a very special night, and, and everybody here needs to go home now, so we're going to politely ask you to leave. And they were like, they left the building still singing the song, like as they went out to their trains and cars and whatever. Um, that's the kind of thing that, you know, although that not that exact same thing, that doesn't happen every single night, mm-hmm. you, you'll see a version of that every night. There will be something something spectacular, something special, and, and just bigger than, bigger than music, bigger than a concert. Uh, I feel like every night it's been happening. Yeah, and it just goes back to, like you were saying, there's just a connection 
your fans, you, Linkin Park, just the music in general that I think is just, it's really special. And it's cool that, you know, you being on this solo tour, get to experience that every night. It's, it's really amazing. I mean, I'm just a facilitator. I, mm-hmm. I just, I'm there. It's, yeah, yeah, it's my music and catalog and whatever, and I'm the one on stage. But for me, we live in a time where, you know, music is such a commodity. It's so commodified. Mm-hmm. It's like streams and money and favorites and likes and so on. And an album like this, like if I approached it that way, that'd be the most disgusting thing to do. Like I'm, I'm you know, obviously for me, that's, this is not about that. I would, um, I think that as, as people come to this album and come to songs like Make It Up As I Go and come to the shows, they realize very quickly that this is about that I'm just I'm just participating in it as much as you are. It's, mm-hmm. it's, I shared I shared my story because I know we all have these stories. You know, I'm not the only one who's lost somebody. It's like people are coming whether they just enjoyed the catalog and they celebrate Chester because they love his voice, or they're coming because they you know actually lost somebody or something happened and everything in between. Well, it's amazing that you've created that environment. I mean, I understand 100%. Of, we, like you said, we've all lost somebody. And it's just when you're in that moment, music, whether it's sad or happy, it just feels good to stand around a bunch of people who understand how you're feeling and are just screaming the lyrics to whatever song it is. It, it's the best therapy for sure. Yeah, for some people, it is that way with it. And it is like very like therapeutic in that way. And other people, it's just a good distraction, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and, if you come to the show and all you want to do is sing and scream and jump around, like I, I'm here for that 100. Like, percent That's all good. I don't want a, I don't want a sad show. The worst thing for me is to like feel like it's just dragging. You know, like that's not a fun show to do. Um, and and I don't think we've had any of those. I don't think uh, there hasn't been a show that's felt that way at all. Oh, I'm sure. Sorry to interrupt. Can this be the last question, please? Absolutely. Um, yeah, I was just going to wrap. Uh, coming up, uh, the Ritz Ebor, we're going to see you. Uh, that's October 19th. So I guess just in closing, do you have uh, any last fan expectations you want for us? What could you tell Tampa Bay? No, I don't have any expectations. <laughs> I, I, you know, like I said, like, thank you for supporting. Thank you for for um, for supporting the song to make it up as I go um, is is. I think it's a core song for the record, and it's it's something that is like I'm kind of like in life. I'm kind of all about right now, just kind of enjoying the journey and seeing where things take us. So, thank you guys, and thank the fans especially for for supporting that. And I will see you in uh, in Tampa. Sounds great. We can't wait to have you back. And thank you so much for talking to me today.